BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans. Kings win tonight, guys. Kings win 116-109 in Phoenix. Five Kings players are in double digits. And Kings win. I'm going to say it again. Kings win. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to smash that like button. And if you would like to join the Royal Family with Calvin, Vinny, and I, please hit that subscribe button as well. Yeah, not just a win, a wire-to-wire win. The Suns never led in this game. I don't know when the last time that happened for Sacramento was. It feels like a very long time ago. What's up, everybody in the chat? There was a Justin Holiday sighting as well yep. tonight. Maybe he just needs to play his younger brother more often. A little holiday on holiday crime. It if is you're listening, National Sibling Day as well. Today. <laughs> if you're listening via your favorite podcast platform, we would appreciate a five-star rating. And if you would like to be a part of the show, you can always join us here live on YouTube after every single Kings game, including tonight, the last game of the season, and the Kings officially missing the playoffs for 16 straight seasons, setting a new record. We'll be right back with your Sacramento Kings nightcap. We're here. We're drinking beers, and we're talking about your Sacramento Kings. One oh, last time. Ice Until cold next season. Coors Light, Calvin. It really does hit the spot. What's up, everybody in the chat? Mike, Gothin, Makami, Ivan, Steven, welcome, welcome. Jay, Drew, Fred, I see you guys. Thank you all for joining us. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Kings win. Made my day, Calvin. How about yours? That's right. They made it. 30 wins. They actually got there. Only seven less than I bet them to win. Right? So close. We didn't think they were going to make it, but hey, they did. And, you know, Phoenix was not playing all their stars tonight. The Kings tried to give up this game late in the game. They sure did. <laughs> but they end up coming through, and they win. And, you know, mm -hmm. like they say in the chat, glad Gentry got one final win with the Sacramento Kings because we have no idea yep. – and it was What's against his on? former team, one of his former teams. Yeah, yeah, dude has a lot of former he teams. Does. Davion, 10th, 7-plus assist game. Dude is playing incredible. 15 assists for him tonight. He just keeps getting better and better, huh, Calvin? It's wild. If you would have told me before the season started, you could have even prefaced this with Tyrese Halliburton will get traded from the Kings. Yep. And then you say Davion is going to have more assists in his rookie season than Tyrese did. I would have told you you were absolutely smoking rocks or something. You were you were doing something <laughs> crazy. But he did it. Uh, second game this season with at least 15 assists. Uh, he He's proved, I, I, he has to have proved at this point to everybody that he deserves, he belongs in the NBA. This, oh, yeah. this dude's a player. Definitely. And I want to remind you all that we save balls. Support for Royal Rebounds is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide with this exclusive offer for you and Calvin. 20% off and free worldwide shipping. All you got to do is go to manscaped.com and put in our code Royal Family. That's right, Royal Family, one word, all capitals, at manscaped.com. Gets you 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped. 
If my math is correct, Calvin, that is uh, 8 million balls. It, yep, it's quick math, but I think you're right. <laughs> All right, so Kings win, dude. I just It feels so good to say that. They shot incredibly well in this game. Can you believe it? The Kings shot over 50% from three-point range in this game. Sun they shot better from three than they did from two, yeah. and they shot 52% from the field. Right? Sun shot below 30%. This is basically a flip-flop of the last yeah. Kings game, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, it is. But uh, let's jump here into the team stats. Or, sorry, the, the box score. As I mentioned, five Kings tonight in double figures. Uh, it was a pretty balanced effort, and my guy Harrison Barnes, 13 minutes and only two points again. <laughs> yeah, Harrison, um, you know, it, it was a, a – very much the the season finale for him, right? He didn't even come back or return to the game after halftime. Only two field goal attempts. Davion Mitchell, 18 points, 15 assists. He also had two blocks in this game to go wow. along with three rebounds. Justin Holiday and Damian Jones, each with 19 points. Damian Jones had a big fourth quarter. Uh, he definitely closed the season on a high note. Mm -hmm. Six rebounds, three assists, two blocks for him as well. Eight of nine shooting. He was even one of two from three tonight. And then the bench, again, as you would have expected, they played a lot of minutes. DiVincenzo with 27 minutes off the bench starts the second half for Harrison Barnes. So he does finally crack the starting lineup, even if it's only for a half. <laughs> 19 points, four rebounds, three assists for him. Jo Josh Jackson also had 12 points as well. And as you mentioned, the Kings could not miss. 53.8% from three, 14 of 26 from downtown yeah everyone was feeling it from three-point range tonight but nobody more than justin holiday five of six from three-point range great game for justin and uh happy to see him kind of i guess fall back into rhythm <laughs> even though it's the last game of the season but it's just good yeah. to see him play well because so many people have doubted him and it seems like the past three weeks everyone's been talking about why is this guy even starting yeah and all this stuff and yeah. i actually agree but good for him Got to see 18 minutes more for Keita tonight. Two impressive blocks for him. Only six points. Uh, but, Calvin, I'm going to ask you, and I think I know your answer already, but i got to know, who is your king of the night? Oh, it's got to be Davion. I don't see how. You know, Damian Jones, I think, gets an honorable mention here for this as well. And Justin Holiday had a great game. He shot really well. Like you said, it's great to see him end the season on a high note after – struggling so much there down the stretch and having all that added pressure of everyone wanting to see Dante start ahead of him. So it, it I feel good for him. But Davion is is the man of the hour for for the Kings. He has to be. Um 15 points or sorry, 15 assists, 18 points ends the season playing, you know, as well as a lot of top guards in this league. Really, you could make a case for that. A two-way player. Uh, he also really improved at the free throw line towards the end of the season, which was the biggest problem for a lot of us with his game, uh, you know, aside from the the struggling shooting overall to begin yeah. the season. But free throw percentage kept on coming up as one of the biggest problems for him, not just as a pro, but his whole basketball career. He seems to have kind of figured his way out of that. Now. Much better so, as a starter. Yes. Yes, much Obviously, his numbers are much better as a starter, but that you know he was playing forty minutes a game yep. for the past, you know, five six games here down the stretch, maybe even more than that. So, nineteen points for Divincenzo tonight, and I know we talked about it last night um, about you know the rumors that are coming out about his camp is not happy with Sacramento, and uh, you know they think that they're trying to drive down his free agency value. I don't. I didn't think we broke the story really early last night, but all I see today, all on social media, is everybody talking about that situation. 19 points for him tonight, as you mentioned. He he started in the second half, but it wasn't an official start. Not that it really matters at this point. As we mentioned last night, he needed 14 more starts in this season to qualify for that bigger qualifying offer. Thoughts on DiVincenzo? He looked fine out there to me. He didn't look like he was upset, or even if he is upset, he doesn't show that on the court. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just kind of his demeanor and his mentality anyway, especially when he's on the court. He's he's just one of those guys that has a, a game face to him the whole time. He doesn't seem to get rattled very much. Um, and he, I think he's very confident in who he is as a player, so you can see that when he comes and checks into the game off the bench, even if he is, as these reports say, very upset with his minutes, he still goes out. He was on a mission today, you know, as yep. soon as he got into this game, especially in that second half, 
threes were going up whenever he had the opportunity. It was four for seven from three tonight. So uh, I think my my opinion of him is still the same overall. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he did deserve to start more coming down the stretch there. I'm not really sure why. Maybe we'll find out one day. Yeah. But uh, in terms of his hurting his free agent um, marketability or availability, I, I don't think that he really damaged the Kings or himself really damaged it too much. I think he's still going to get, uh, you know, some decent offers here, whether someone offers him that full, I think it's a little over $10 million for the mid-level exception that remains to be seen. And, uh, certainly Sacramento wants to keep this guy. So, yeah, for me, it's more of like, is the relationship damaged? Does he feel like Sacramento's best interest is not the same is his best interest and you know stuff like that happens in contract negotiations and all that let's just hope that it's something that they can agree on is just business and they're moving past it together but you know as we mentioned last night there's another layer to this situation right and that's what if the kings are able to bring in or acquire a shooting guard that's better than dante Mm -hmm. divincenzo are they going to try and convince this guy hey you started last year on a championship team This year you came off the bench for a 30-win team. We want you to come off the bench again next season because we got somebody who he might not think is better than him, but we do. Yeah, the Kings have, once again, a ton of questions to answer in the offseason. There's a lot more that's going to go into uh, building this roster out than just deciding whether or not you give Dante DiVincenzo the full mid-level exception. And as you mentioned, it's all about building or adding talent to this team so if there is somebody out there that the kings are able to acquire that you know makes more sense to start at the shooting guard spot nothing is promised you know in this business even for some of the biggest name guys in the sport there's going to be a lot of competition i think for amongst this roster to fill it out uh, to get the starters set and a lot of questions to answer it from top to bottom. Yeah, I think that he definitely needs to work on his finishing ability. But when his shots go in, like he, he looks basically the same player out there all the time to me. He gives effort. He gives energy. Yeah. He plays good defense. He always goes after the boards. The difference is shots yep. going in is basically the difference for me. I would like to see him, you know, as Alex said in here, turn the ball over a little bit less, finish a little bit better at the rim. I'm hoping those are things he can improve on as he continues to, you know, come back to full strength from the ankle injury and all that stuff. But uh, on another topic, not regarding starters or anything like this, but Josh Jackson has been playing pretty well as of late. You know, he's bounced around. Uh, You and I talked about when he got drafted, you know, high hopes for him seem to have it all physically, but maybe not all mentally. He's bounced around a little bit. I think he was kind of a throw-in for the Kings, right, in these deals. He's actually played better as of late, 12 points for him tonight. What do you think about Josh Jackson? Uh, I mean, I I like a lot of what Josh Jackson brings to the table. I kind of view him the same way I do Metu. You know, I I like their games. The, The question for me is, it's really hard. You know, these final four or five games of the season, it's really, really difficult to truly evaluate what's happening on the court. Yeah. There's so many guys that aren't playing, first of all. A lot of these games are meaningless. So for a guy to put up a bunch of numbers, you can even say this about Damian Jones. I'm not going to because I think he did it over a long enough time span and against good enough competition that I, I believe that he's ready to take the next step. Uh, and he probably is going to get paid a decent amount this offseason, whether it's with Sacramento or not. But Josh Jackson is one of those guys where it's like it's hard to really evaluate what you've got here at the end of the year. Yeah. He didn't really get a lot of play to begin with, and now you're it's these meaningless games where he's not playing the top-tier competition. Do I think that he can play? Absolutely. But, again, we just mentioned it before, there's so much – uh, questions, qu- question marks everywhere on this roster. Are you really going to, y- you know, reserve a spot for Josh Jackson right now before you've even attempted to do anything with the draft or free agency? Yeah, yeah, he's coming off the bench against maybe the third or the fourth string players at this point. 
I don't want to toot my horn, Calvin, but I, I think I predicted a Kings victory in this game. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I did. You could probably and, go back uh, and look at the tape. Yeah, I think, quote-unquote, you. you said if Mikel Bridges plays, it's over. Only six minutes for him tonight. What happened I to him? I should have said. I think it was one of the same situations as uh, Drew Holiday earlier today. You know, we saw Drew Holiday start the game, and immediately mm. after the, the tip, he commits yeah. a foul. But he gets credit for playing in this game, so he gets a $300,000 bonus. Okay. I'm not sure if it was the same situation for Mikhail Bridges, but I would guess it, it has to be something like that. That's the only reason. Why would you play just six minutes? Go Monty know? Williams. Hopefully he didn't get injured. I certainly did not see any injury from him. So, But, yeah, go Monty Williams. Way to, way to hook up your players here. <laughs> did you read that article that came out today in the Sacramento Bee with Jason Anderson? I did, I did not. It was pretty interesting. You know, the, everyone's talking about right now the, the playoff – drought and all this because it's you know official now 16 years missing the playoffs um you know here's an interesting quote from it 16 years of failure have given the sacramento kings ample time to amass a stunning record of of fertility spanning two ownership groups four general managers 11 coaches countless players and a whole new generation of fans who have never experienced winning basketball in sacramento it's a pretty brutal article it does lighten up halfway through and towards the end and gets a little bit more positive. It talks about Monty and the, the differences that he's made. Uh, you know, it talks about a quote from Jerry West and the draft is the lifeblood of your team. And they go over all the draft picks that the Kings have missed on. And, you know, you can go to a lot of teams and you could say, you could have had Paul George if you wouldn't have taken this guy or, or all this, but consistently drafting the wrong player over and over and over, over again really does kill your team because Everybody misses on draft picks, but they hit on some, they miss on some. It keeps you active. But the amount of draft picks that the Kings have missed on is just incredible. Um, you know, it's a really interesting article. I urge you all to check it out. Uh, the Sacramento Bee has changed their website now. So if you want to read the article but you don't want to subscribe, you can hit maybe later, and it will let you read the full article now, which is nice because I'm not a subscriber. I'm sorry. I, I'm not. They, they tend to do that. Uh, you know, through the second half of the season after the Kings yeah. slowly start to fall out of it. Yeah. But it was an interesting it article, you know, and it goes in, in, into, you know, ownership and there's a, a quotes from uh, Michael Malone in, in his time and how he's thrived with the Nuggets, even though his first three seasons with them, they didn't make the playoffs. And ownership chose to stick with him and not fire him. And, uh, you know, they, they talk about how it's it's now nine seasons with Vivek as ownership group where the Kings have missed the playoffs. It was only seven with the Maloofs. And, you know, the Maloofs ended badly for us here in Sacramento. A lot of us didn't like them because they tried to move the team multiple times and all this. But, you know, a lot of those ex-Kings guys that were around when the Maloofs there, they loved the Maloofs. They said that they took very good care of their employees. You know, they they were all about the team. They just ran out of money. And unfortunately, that doesn't work well. Um, but, you know, they're talking about Vivek. They're talking about, you know, they talked to a random executive that was with the Kings at the time and said that he's been on conference calls and everything has taken so long to make a decision because it has to go through all these different parties. And you have Joe Dumars and Rana Dive and, and uh, Vlade and Brian Williams and all these other guys that are involved in these decision-making processes and how this has really slowed down this team and really uh, had a big detrimental feel and just overall uh, value to Sacramento. And then it goes on to a positive note. And they said they interviewed a couple guys that are currently on the team and, you know, they said that it doesn't feel this way anymore and that Monty truly feels like he's in charge and everything that's going on is all Monty. Any thoughts on that? I mean, it, it's a lot to un, unravel. Um, you know, I, I think any professional sports franchise that has been bad for a number of years, whether it's 16 or four or something like that, obviously the the problems are all similar, right? Like it, it starts from the top and it works its way down. You might yep. have an owner who tries to do too much. Uh, you hire the wrong people to run your team. 
they make the wrong decisions about personnel. They hire the wrong coaches. They don't stick with the coach for long enough. But all of that, you know, that one big package, it's you, you can't point to any one thing and be like, well, if the Kings had kept Dave Yeager or Mike Malone, they'd be in the playoffs now. Maybe they would, but there's a lot of other things that have to happen. It's not just one any any particular thing. It's it's a little bit of luck wrapped into uh, smart decision making and smart financial um, you know operations and and mm-hmm. um, so it, there's a, a whole bunch of stuff that the Kings need to fix before they begin to get good. I do want to point out real quickly that Royal Rebounds may may have made that comment about the 20 year playoff drought, but that was Vinny. I don't I don't want anybody to put those words in Barry and our, Barry or I's mouths yet, but uh, no, I, like it just comes back to why this offseason is so important because the team has been bad for so long but there's there are still reasons to be optimistic you have a a really solid duo of fox and sabonis now you have a guy like davion mitchell who has really uh you know exploded onto the scene at the end of the year and proven that he was worth taking it as the ninth pick so that you you feel like things are getting better monty mcnair is a, a big reason for that but a lot is going to depend on what they do this offseason, who they hire as coach, exactly. and what they do with this inevitable draft pick, whether they trade it or not. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, for me, it, another thing to remember is that, you know, Vivek is, is a very, very smart guy. He, he is. Like, this guy immigrated here with nothing, created a billion-dollar company, He's done had multiple successful ventures. He was an owner, a part owner of the Warriors. Now he's, you know, uh, an owner with the Kings. He's trying to purchase a soccer team. This dude has done a lot. He built the arena. He got the Kings to stay in Sacramento. Like he's renovated everything. But then there's basketball operations, which are a little bit different than running a normal business. And basketball things take a little bit longer to develop. I feel like in normal business, you know, it's it's good to be that chameleon where you constantly move and change. This isn't working. Let's try something else. This isn't working. Let's try something else. In basketball, it's a little bit different because you're dealing with so many people and building chemistry. And, you know, it's a tough balance because and I was actually, you know, this was really hard for me. The whole Luke Walton situation, right, is it's like we want consistency yet. What if it's the wrong guy in the job? What is the purpose of keeping something consistent or keeping a guy for four or five yard, four or five years if you can honestly look at him and say, this is not the right person for the job? And so that's why I've been so adamant that this year they need to do a real coaching search. They need to interview candidates. They need to go through everything. And then they need to pick somebody and they need to stick with that person and try and build some consistency. You know, I think Monty's done a pretty good job so far here. Uh, This is year number two now. So uh, he's going to have potentially two, three more years, hopefully, of of opportunity to make something happen. He's going to bring in his own coach. Uh, You know, and then we talk about roster shakeups. You look at a lot of these good teams, like even with the Denver Nuggets, the last time they missed the playoffs, they still had Jamal Murray and Jokic mm-hmm. on that team. Did they trade them? No, because they believed in those guys and they moved forward. You look at a lot of these good teams, these teams that are constantly in the playoffs, their starting five is pretty much the same every year. Maybe they add one guy. The Bulls, to me, are are an abnormality in this, right? Where you add a certain amount of guys in the offseason, that boosts you up. And that happens. We've seen that with big threes, with superstars joining together, but that doesn't work for the average team. And Sacramento being a small market team, they just need to continue to hit on their draft picks and they need to leverage their talent to upgrade the roster. And I think that's exactly what Monty's doing. He just needs a little bit more patience from us, the fans, a little bit more patience from ownership, and then they gotta they gotta do it right with the coaching search. They do, they do. And Monty has done you know everything that he has done since he's come here to Sacramento has been with a purpose. And there you know you can see the connect you can connect the dots. You can see his his master plan at work here, uh, so to speak. 
And I hope that Vivek does let him do his job because he appears to be pretty good at it. So they're, they're on the right track with that. That being said, they're still a long ways away. You know, we don't want to sugarcoat anything here. There's a little, there's little morsels, little pieces of things that we're happy about with this team, but this team is still not good enough. So even with the improvement roster-wise or talent-wise, and that's the most difficult part about running a professional sports organization, right, is that everything is so, in today's society, particularly when it comes to sports, it's all about what have you done for me lately, and there's all this pressure of we want results now, Um, which Mm -hmm. is why you see so many coaches fired early or maybe preemptively or before uh, they should be let go. People don't give them a long enough chance. Uh, It's because there's all this added outside pressure of we want it now. However, the Kings are in a unique situation because there aren't many fan bases, maybe in all of sports, that will stick with a team through 16 straight losing seasons the way that Kings fans do. So Monty has that to his advantage, and I I think that he understands that. So hopefully whoever they bring in as the next head coach is going to get, you know, a fair shake of things. Yeah, I really hope so. And, you know, just the fact that, and don't get me wrong, I love Tyrese Halliburton. I would not have traded him. That's not that's not what I felt. I felt like he was the future of the Kings. But you look on the other side of the coin. We could have an all-star next season. We could have two all-stars next season. If Davion Mitchell keeps improving the way he's improving, we could have potentially three all-stars next season. But, you know, I think they ended this year with more talent than they started with. So... For me, that's all you can really ask for. If your team is constantly losing and constantly missing the playoffs, if you can take it one step at a time and just try and improve your roster every single season, they're going to get better. They will. And basketball is different than many other jobs in terms of, you know, the performance of the GM does not always directly relate to wins on the court. It doesn't. You know, GMs are given different... Uh, you know, opportunities or different uh, job jobs to do by their owner. And it's not always to improve wins on the court. And even when Trust they do the process, right? Yeah. And even when they do try and improve on the court, there's things that are out of your control, like players getting injured, players not getting along, what's going on in other parts of the league. You know, I'm not putting this losing season on Monty, um, but in that regard, if these start to build up and I see something that's happening, you know, if this is six years of him missing the playoffs, then this will count against him. But at this point, he took over a roster that had some issues. I think he's done everything right up until this point, and we just got to be patient. It, it, unfortunately, guys, it takes a long time to pull yourself out of the ditch when you've been making these mistakes, and uh, we were just behind. Yeah, yeah, they, they were behind and. I, I wish, uh, you know, it's funny. We just talked about how you should, or not in every situation, but a lot of times coaches get fired preemptively, right, or too soon. They're, they're not given a long enough uh, opportunity to succeed with the team. That being said, I still think the Kings should have fired Luke Walden after last season. If, oh, yeah. If they had come into this year with a different coach, not named Alvin Gentry or Luke Walton, you know, who knows, what candidates would have even been available or who they could have gotten. But it's all hindsight now. It's the same thing as looking back and saying, oh, you could have drafted this player or you could have had a deal done for this guy. Uh, Those all might be true statements, but they don't mean anything anymore because those deals didn't fall through. So now it's it's what you do now here in in the present and these next upcoming two, three months. Yeah, they're very, very important. I don't want you guys to all leave, but I want you guys to check out this cool video of our new channel, Basketball at the Bar. I'm going to post a link in the chat. You guys all need to check it out. Vinny, cue the video. Yo, yo. Ball so hard, you better believe me, it's scary. It's basketball at the bar with Calvin and Barry. So put a tip in the jar, because these dudes can really fill it up. Whether it's buckets, you need them just a beer in a cup. We're here for fresh conversations. Got some delicious libations. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. My boys got
Got you covered like you being guarded by pay. From the glove to the claw and everyone that's in between. Calvin and Barry got everything that you need. For sure. So sit back, relax because we're starting the show. It's basketball at the bar. Grab your drinks and let's go. Yeah, yeah. Grab a drink and let's go. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notification. Calvin and Barry. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notification. Let's get it. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Check it out. This is Basketball at the Bar starting tomorrow. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. We are going to be covering the entire NBA. Before you panic, don't worry. Royal Rebounds is not going anywhere. Unfortunately, the King season is over, but Calvin and I will continue to cover the NBA playoffs, the play-in, on Basketball at the Bar, and we will be producing a ton of content. We will be live Monday through Friday, so make sure you guys all check us out. I'm posting a link here in the chat for our live stream tomorrow, and uh, we would love for you guys all to join us. Right, Calvin? Of course. Of course. We know everybody here loves basketball just like we do, and Barry and I aren't going to stop talking about it, so if you guys want to come hang out with us and watch the playoffs, we'll be here. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'll post the link here to the channel as well um, because, hey, we love basketball and we want to keep talking about it. On that subject, Calvin, it looks like Frank Vogel has officially been fired. You see that? Yeah, yeah, and Sash, you're right. It does suck to find out that you've been fired from Woj, but that is the world that we live in today. There are plenty of guys who have found out they were traded because of him, uh, cut because of him, fired because of him, or not because of him, I guess, but through him. You know, that's that's the way it goes in today's world. Yeah, it's, it's quite unfortunate. I want to hear your thoughts on the Vogel situation. Did he deserve to be fired? Well, I mean, again, it just... This particular situation is an exact perfect replica or example of what we have just been talking about with the the coaching search for the Kings in general, right? Like, does did he deserve to be fired? I don't, I don't know. Part of me wants to say no, just because, you know, they're only a couple years removed from winning a title. First of all, mm-hmm. did this team this year fail? Absolutely, they did. And a lot of people are already saying it's the biggest failure of any team in NBA history. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. No. no. It is a big failure, for sure. It's not even but, the Lakers' biggest but failure. But look, Frank Vogel can't magically make his guys healthy. Yeah. That was, to me, their biggest problem this year. They just couldn't get enough games, enough minutes with all of those guys at full strength on the court together. That, to me, is the reason why they weren't good this year. Russell Westbrook obviously did not have – he had his ups and downs, yes, for sure. Um, And then, you know, there's those chemistry issues that are now starting to come to light, like that Russell Westbrook story we told on the show yesterday. Definitely that doesn't help. But is it Frank Vogel's fault all on his shoulders? Hell no. Yeah. You think he'll, he'll get picked up by a team pretty soon? Oh, absolutely he will. Yeah? Absolutely he will. Sacramento? Maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's you know, I always like to poke at the Lakers because it's the Lakers, right? And they don't lose very often, so it feels really good when they do lose and when they make bad decisions. Oldest roster in the NBA. Uh, what were they showing? It was like one of the oldest rosters of all time as far as like roster construction. It is up there. It is but up there. for me. I, I do want to remind everybody, though, the, the 96-97 Bulls, all five of their starters were all over 30 as well. Yep. 
they had a pretty good season, those guys were also healthy for the whole year. Yeah, and, uh, you know, for me, it's like, this isn't even the biggest failure the Lakers had. I remember, what was it, like 10 years ago, they were able to trade for Steve Nash, get Dwight Howard when he was like a reigning defensive player of the year. They had Ron Artest, Kobe Bryant, Pau Gasol. That team was absolutely stacked. I think they made the playoffs like with their last game of the season, then they got worked in the first round. Huge failure, huge failure. This, this is not even anywhere close. No, definitely not. And Cole, man, first of all, what's up? Second of all, uh, I'm not saying that injuries are necessarily an excuse, but if your roster is committed to three players and those three players don't get on the court very often, the rest of the team just isn't good enough for them to be a playoff team. And your comment about the Warriors, they I also have to do put well. that down too because they haven't even made the playoffs in the last three years. They so. got the number two overall pick because <laughs> they suck due to injury. So, I'm, I mean, it is what it is. Like, injuries are not an excuse, but they're still part of the problem. If your best players yeah. are hurt, then what are you supposed to do? I, I, and I'm talking about that from Frank Vogel's perspective, you know, not from the team's perspective necessarily yeah. because – so, you know, LeBron's great. Like, you can make the argument he should have been able to help carry them since he was the healthiest out of all of them this year for, for the most part. But when it relates to Vogel directly, you can't blame this season on him. Yeah. I, I don't buy that at all. And for me, it just goes into even more how more amazing LeBron is that he is still yeah. doing what he's doing. Now he's the youngest player in NBA history to average 30 points a game. And he's the oldest player in NBA history to average 30 points a game. I don't even think scoring is his best attribute, and he's about to be number one in scoring on the all-time list in the next like of. two years. Pretty amazing to think of. This is absolutely wild. You think two years he'll break it? Or next year? And next year is uh, pretty he, quick. He actually has the ability to, to break it next year. That's crazy. All right, Calvin. Um, you know, I want to remind you all again. Check us out tomorrow for basketball at the bar. We're going to talk about the NBA playing. We're going to explain how it all works. We're going to talk about matchups, all this fun stuff. But Calvin, I want to I want to pick your brain on awards. Now that the season is officially over or the regular season, who's your front runner for the MVP award? So, if you had asked me this a couple of months ago, uh, it would have been a much more difficult answer for me. Um, people are saying that this is a really diff or one of the tougher NBA MVP races to kind of break down in recent years. I don't think it's even close anymore. Jokic has done everything he needed to in my mind. Not only has he been the, the best Joker. player, uh, maybe in the entire league. I, I mean, the, just the numbers alone. The dude is the first player in the last 50 seasons to be ranked in the top 10 in points, assists, rebounds, and field goal percentage. He's the first player in NBA history to record over 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in a single season. I mean, he's doing stuff that no one's ever done before, yeah. and he literally dragged this Denver team that is supposed to be loaded with talent, but they're depleted with injuries to the playoffs by himself and avoided the play-in tournament. Yeah. He's the MVP. And he looks like he's never run a mile in his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's such a really fine player to watch, though. I mean, he, no, he's not the most athletic guy out there. He's not the quickest or the fastest. But his footwork is incredible. Every movement he makes on the court is with a purpose. Uh, he's incredibly difficult to defend. And, he, you know, he is working his way towards becoming the best passing big man of all time. If he's yeah. not already there. Yeah, it's amazing because the dude is absolutely huge. And just the things that he can do with the basketball, the way he can pass, he can shoot. Like, nobody that size has that coordination. It just, like, doesn't come hand in hand, which really makes him special. And a lot of these guys that we talk about, LeBron, uh, you know, Giannis, the Joker, all these guys are just athletic freaks. And not always in the, like, I have a six-pack or whatever, but just in terms of, like, they can do things at their size that nobody else can do. Yeah, he's incredible to watch. And I definitely want to give a big shout-out to Joel Embiid and Giannis also. I mean, both of those guys had incredible seasons. Embiid was my favorite for MVP for most of the year. 
just because he was blowing me away with what he was doing on the court. But when you add in the fact that his team was so much better to start the year yep. than Denver's because of the injuries, then they trade for James Harden. Um, you know, that doesn't discredit what Embiid did out there. But Jokic, he had one of maybe the greatest seasons in NBA history. He's He's got to be the MVP. Where are you at on the Defensive Player of the Year award? This one is really hard for me. Yeah. It's really, really hard. I think you can make a case for three or four guys. Uh, to me, it's between – and Robert Williams, you know, he had a great second half of the season. Yep. Unfortunately, he gets hurt. I don't think it was enough maybe for him to, to actually win the award, but he certainly is another guy that deserves to be mentioned in the conversation. But to me, it's between Bam and Giannis. I, I would give it to either one of them. No Draymond Green. I'm not putting Draymond in there. You know, you didn't play enough games. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, Mikhail Bridges is another guy I think that deserves some – I don't think he's going to win the award, but I think he deserves a, a little bit of a, a mention here. Uh, but, yeah, for me it's it's probably going to come down to either Bam or Giannis, and I'm happy with either one of them getting it. Gotham said, I wonder how much of Joker's stat line is because of the league going away from the big man game. I think he means it in terms of like matchups, right? Like like Jokic, no one really matches up with him because teams don't really play the big man like that and they're not prepared. They don't practice against guys that can pass like that. They they're just not prepared to play against a guy that can do things that he can do because nobody else can. I mean, you can say that about a lot of players depending on the era they played in. Like you know, how many guys are going to surpass 2,000 made three-pointers eventually in their career because of Steph Curry? How many big men are going to model their games after Jokic because of the way he plays? Like, yep. I, I think there's maybe a little bit of truth to that, but I also believe that Jokic is talented enough and skilled enough as a player that he's going to he would have put up these numbers probably regardless. Like... He can score inside. He can score outside. His vision, his passing is – that's a product of how the game has been spread out. You know, he has more opportunity yep. to find guys because he's not back down in the post the whole time for sure. But that's also his game. Like, that's that's the way he plays. Here's a weird question. Do you think the altitude helps him at all? Because when you look at the guy, he doesn't look like he's in the best shape, right? We all know that guys like to train at altitude, right? Uh Do you think that could have anything to do with it? And the fact that his home is Denver, where you got to run twice as hard, so then when he goes other places, he's feeling good, right? I I don't know how much I buy into that. Like I, I think Jokic is a great player. I mean, I'm not taking I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying. You know, like we've seen in the NFL, kickers have an advantage in Denver, right? Like sure. they can kick the That's ball a very way further. Skill though. So, yeah. what about basketball players that are constantly running up and down? Like, if you train in Denver, are you better off? How much of an edge is that really? I, I'll be honest, I don't really know. I, because of the fact that that uh, you know, there's so many basketball games played throughout the year, everywhere across the country, and and guys put up these numbers all over the place. I mean, I, I think there there is probably something to be said about a team having to come into Denver on a back-to-back and having to adjust to the altitude real quickly. But these guys are, you know, they're all professionals. in their mid-20s. Yeah. Um, maybe Jokic isn't the in the greatest shape of any athlete in the world, but he's still in good enough shape to play basketball, whether he's playing at a mile high or not. So. Refs help star players in general. We got a bunch of people here hating on Jokic in the chat, saying he's a flopper. Hey, (laughs) that's fine. Like, uh, you know, yeah, Embiid flops. The the players, Luca flops. The problem is, is they're still great players. The players, (laughs) all their job is, is to take advantage of the rules, right? Like they don't set the rules or any of that. They play the game based on how it's called. So. He, I don't he doesn't any flop on any of the beautiful full court passes he throws, or the perfect you know in between three defender dime bounce passes to cut into the basket. He doesn't flop on those. Vlade, so. the king of flops. Uh, yeah, Vlade is the the father, the godfather of flopping, right? Yeah, he really is. 
I'm going to put this uh, link here in the chat to everyone that just joined. Make sure you guys check out Basketball at the Bar. We're debuting this uh, wonderful new logo here uh, tomorrow, April 11th. First episode, Basketball at the Bar. Monday through Friday, we're going to do lives every single day. We're going to break down the NBA playoffs, the play-in tournament, a bunch of fun stuff. And uh, we're going to be having a couple beverages as well. So make sure you guys check us out there. And also, please, please like this video Please share this video with all your favorite Kings fans and hit the subscribe button here too because at Royal Rebounds, we take care of all Kings fans and you hit that subscribe button, you join the Royal family and uh, we're making the playoffs next year, Calvin. I don't care what what Vinny says. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Anybody else in the awards you want to mention? (laughs) Rookie of the year. That was good, Ivan. (laughs) Rookie of the year? Rookie of the year is a tough one to call also. I mean, I, Evan Mobley getting hurt there late in the year, I think that really hurt his chances. He was having a, a phenomenal season. Cade Cunningham came on really strong late. Detroit even got some, some more wins there in that second half of the year. I think you can make a case for a lot of these guys. Scotty Barnes is another one. Um, even Franz Wagner, you know, he was probably the front runner early, early on in the season. I think it just speaks to the level of talent from this rookie class, though. Like it's, this is a really good group here. And and these guys are going to be, um, you know, major factors in this league for, for a long time. So I'm not exactly sure who I would give it to right now. If I had to pick right here this second, I'd probably give it to Scotty Barnes, but. Okay. Not Davion Mitchell. I no, I can't. Unfortunately, I can't give it to Davion. You didn't see all those stats from all those assists. Like how many guys have done that? I'm just not, joshing. No, but. not many. You're right, though. Yeah. Like, he had a great season, but the problem for me is he did it late in the season in meaningless games yep. against the the not top-tier competition, which, again, I don't want that to take away from, from Davion. I, I'm really happy with how he ended the season. Uh, but when it comes to Rookie of the Year, I, I need the full body of work, and I think Scotty Barnes has done that yeah, great from player. start to finish. Great player, great player. <clears throat> Well, I want to give everybody kind of a quick little preview of tomorrow's episode at Basketball at the Bar, which I posted in the chat if you guys are interested. We're going to talk about the play-in tournament. It's official, Calvin. We have the lineups. Nets, Cavs, Hawks, Hornets. Real quick, Gotham Jaw, if he doesn't win most improved player, uh, you should just throw that award out. You see that chain he was wearing tonight? It's crazy. That chain he was wearing was wild. Yeah, it was. Did you watch that game a little bit? A little bit, yeah. Did you see he had his hoodie on and he had his hat on top of the hood? I'm going to have to try that style. I've never done that before. He's a funny guy, man. I I love Ja. I've (laughs) loved him since he was at Murray State. Uh, You know, I would have taken him number one overall. I know you would. I know you would. So who are you taking, Nets or Cavs? I'm taking the Nets. Uh, you know, I, I like Cleveland, but I, I'm not really happy with the way that they ended the season. Mm-hmm. They're a very solid defensive team. <laughs> Lots of injuries. In a one-game situation, if I've got KD and Kyrie, those yeah. guys can explode for 80, 85 points on any night. And, yeah. and I, I'm not ready to uh, to bet against them for one game, especially against a young Cleveland team. So Nets are currently the seventh seed. So I know they're tied schedule-wise. So if they win that game, they will officially be the seventh seed, and they will match up with, I think, the Bucks in the first round or the Celtics. The We're Celtics. trying to figure out that it's, tiebreaker. It's the Celtics, actually. The okay. tiebreaker is official. It's going to be Milwaukee and Chicago, the three and the six. Okay. Seed. And then you have Atlanta versus Charlotte for that last spot. Uh, each of these teams has to win two games to make the playoffs. Who's losing this game? This one's tough. I mean, I don't really have a lot of faith in either of these teams. I, I, If I had to put money on it, I'd put money on Atlanta winning. But Atlanta has been a very disappointing team all season long. They really and have They have been. a tendency to play down to their competition. Um, Charlotte's a team that can really run, can really score a lot of points. So if you fall asleep for five, six minutes defensively in that game – you could give up a 16 nothing run, and it would be over for them. So Charlotte yeah. definitely has a chance. I still like Atlanta, um, but it, it's a this one's going to be a close call, I think. If I'm Sacramento and I'm hoping for John Collins, I am wishing that the Hawks lose this game yeah. and miss the playoffs. And as I mentioned, they have to win two games. They do. 
But I'm I'm hoping that they lose this game so that John Collins wants out and maybe wants to move on to a team like Sacramento. Are you taking Cleveland over either of these teams in the second game? I, I would like Cleveland's chances just because I think they're they're so long and tough to score on, first of all. Uh, and, and Atlanta and Charlotte both, if they're not – if they have trouble putting the ball in the basket, they usually have trouble winning because they don't stop people. Mm-hmm. Um, they really need to get up and down quickly and score. Cleveland is another one of those teams that likes to slow the game down, play at a, a much more grinded-out pace. Um, so I, I think Cleveland would have a good chance against either one of those teams, but you know that's why they play the games. And, and it's one game, too, so anything can happen. When's Jared Allen coming back? Uh, I don't have a, a definite answer on that. I don't think that they were too concerned about him being out. There's an, Somebody else is hurt for them that they're a little concerned They said about. no timetable, um, and Coach said if he's ready to go, he'll go. So, unfortunately, not really sure where they are here. Yeah, you're right, Gotham. Most teams have that problem. Some teams have it, a bigger problem of it than others, though. Yeah. All right, moving on here to the Western Conference. You have Minnesota versus L.A., the Clippers, that is, mm-hmm. the seventh and eighth seed. Minnesota's been playing incredible. I know the Clippers are on a five-game winning streak now after beating uh, you know, the Kings last night. They must have played again tonight and won because they're on a five-game winning streak now. But Minnesota was playing incredible just a few weeks ago. Who are you taking in that 7-8 matchup? That's a tough one. Um, Minnesota, man, they really turned it on in the second half of the season. They they rose all the way up to the top scoring team in the league. They're number one in points per game. They really shoot it well and really fill it up. This is going to be a, a big, big game. Um, you know, it, it, like I said, it's one game. Anything can happen. Uh, both those teams really like to sh- get up shots from the outside. So three-point shooting is going to be a big factor in determining We this saw game. that last night. Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, I don't want to bet against the Clippers right now. I think Paul George is looking really, really good. They just got Norman Powell back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question for me is wh- what's Carl Anthony Towns going to do? Because he's going to have probably Zubat on him, right? Yep. Yep. And that's a, a guy who doesn't spend a whole lot of time usually defending guys away from the basket. But in this game, he's going to be out on the three-point line pretty much the whole game. Yep. So that could open up the middle of the floor for somebody like Anthony Edwards to just attack the rim at will. It's a tough game to call. Tough game to call. Yeah, it is It is a tough game. For me, you know, I, I, I feel like I know what you're going to get out of Towns. You know, unfortunately, uh, you know, he hasn't played – well in the playoffs or as well as people wanted him to play but I feel like I know what I'm going to get out of Towns to me it's the other guys D'Angelo Russell what do we really expect out of him I know he missed the game today against the Bulls uh, dealing with just kind of some minor stuff but D'Angelo Russell had an amazing season in Brooklyn and made his first all-star game since then he's kind of just bounced around you know he got traded uh, you know to, to Golden State in that uh, trade for who was it D'Angelo Russell for KD yep and then ends up getting traded for Andrew Wiggins to Minnesota he, him for me is the x factor like you need to see a really good D'Angelo Russell if they're going to win this game yeah I would agree with that absolutely and the Clippers have all these pesky defenders that are just going to be on him they're going to be trying to force him to turn the ball over so for me he is the x factor of this game all right, 10 and 9. The Pelicans and the Spurs, which probably weren't even trying to make the playoffs this season, <laughs> they finished one win ahead of the Lakers, which is pretty crazy. If the Kings hadn't beat the Lakers in that triple overtime game earlier this season, the Lakers could potentially have a shot at this play-in. So that, that's really wild to think about. I know who I'm picking here, and I think I know who you are, but let's just hear from the horse's mouth. Pelicans I'm, I'm Spurs. taking the New Orleans Pelicans to win this game. Um, C.J. McCollum, for me, is the difference maker here. This is a guy who has a lot of playoff experience already. I mean, the, the Blazers were, up until this season, the, had the longest playoff streak, um, yep. I think, in the entire NBA. Yep. Eight straight seasons making the playoffs in Portland. 
And uh, McCollum, ever since he's come to the Pelicans, has been a breath of fresh air for them. Him and Brandon Ingram are really, really vibing. He got a new lung, well. so he's got a breath yep. of fresh air now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm taking New Orleans to win this game. Do you think New Orleans has a, has a shot against the Clippers or the Timberwolves? Yeah, I definitely think they do. Yeah, I, I definitely think they do. It's so interesting, you know. If, because, if, again, it, it is one game. And yeah. the Pelicans now have a guy in C.J. McCollum who, who has, you know, a lot of, like I said, playoff experience. When it comes down to a winner, win or go home situation, you're going to lean on somebody like that. I, yes, the Clippers have a lot of those guys as well. Um, but anything can happen. Anything, CJ and Brandon Ingram can both easily score, you know, 25 plus points in a game. So, yeah, you know, at the start of the season, if I were to tell you, or you were to tell me that Zion did not play a single game this year, I would have told you that the Pelicans missed the playoffs. Yeah. And here they are, they're not in the playoffs yet, but they have a shot at making the playoffs and a pretty good shot. In my opinion it really depends on what happens to the Clippers, I think. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to pick Minnesota to win that first game. Oh, wow. I am. All right. Just because the Clippers have been so inconsistent this season, they've had so many guys in and out of the lineup, I don't really know what to think of them. Now, if they had Kawhi Leonard, it would be a much different situation for me. If they still had Sergi Baca, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Sergi Baca. But... Then it goes Clippers against the Pelicans, and that's a tough matchup. You know, I feel like either of those teams could win. So I'm not going Spurs. I'm not going Lakers. I'm not going Kings. But I think that, you know, those three teams have a good chance at making the playoffs. And that's the Oklahoma – or sorry, not the Oklahoma City Thunder. (laughs) That's the Pelicans, the Clippers, and uh, what was that other team I mentioned? Minnesota. Minnesota. There we go. There we go. It's going to be exciting. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. I'm really excited tomorrow for basketball at the bar. It's going to be so much fun, Calvin. It is. It is going to be a lot of fun. Anything else you want to jump in tonight here? Um. Uh, oh, I saw Gotham's comment here about Andrew Wiggins for Most Improved Player. I think he you definitely or he definitely has a a case as well. Um, but Jaws just. The, the level yeah. that he rose to this season to me is head and shoulders above what anybody else you know did to improve their games yeah yeah i agree all right guys we want to thank you all so much for just tuning in with us this season hanging out with us this season 82 games have gone by now unfortunately the kings are not making the playoffs which i predicted them to make I'm a little heartbroken, but that's okay. We're going to move on. I've seen some positives from the Kings, as I mentioned. You know, I'm, I'm okay with management right now. We need to figure out the coaching staff. We need to make some moves, add some better players this offseason. But I'm very optimistic at this point. Like I said, if you guys want to join us for playoff coverage, I'm posting a link here in the chat for basketball at the bar. Monday through Friday, we're going to post a video every single day. We will be live. Come hang out with us and watch the playoffs. We would greatly appreciate it. And uh, in the meantime, we will have a video for you guys in the next week or two on Royal Rebounds, breaking down whatever's going on in the Sacramento area, talking about coaching. We're going to do a draft preview. We're going to do a draft party, draft lottery party, free agency, all that fun stuff. So make sure you guys stay tuned to Royal Rebounds. Make sure you go to manscaped.com and you use coupon code ROYALFAMILY to get 20% off and free shipping. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate all the support, and we are really excited for next season as Kings fans. Calvin, anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Thank you, everybody here, for all the kind words. Uh, you know, you guys make this that much more enjoyable for Barry and I. We already love talking about basketball in general. You know, we do it all the time, but to be able to have created this royal family, this community, um, to see the same people in the chat every day it's uh it's validation for us to do this and you know we we really really appreciate it so thank you yeah thank you guys so much we appreciate you all so much and hey if we're not putting enough content out for you guys on royal rebounds hit us up on instagram at royal rebounds tell us hey we want a video about or this Twitter. we want to hear what you guys are doing right now we want to know what you think about this we're happy to put out content for you all and we just enjoy it so much 
We're all therapeutic as Kings fans together. We all have a shoulder for each other to cry on. Cry on. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful evening. Please like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Have a wonderful night. Go Kings. Yeah. Yeah. Ball so hard, you better believe me, it's scary. It's basketball at the bar with Calvin and Barry. So put a tip in the jar, cause these dudes can really fill it up. Whether it's buckets you need enough just a beer in a cup. We're here, we're fresh. Conversations, got some delicious libations. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. My boys, got you covered like you being guarded by pay. From the glove to the cloth, and everyone else in between. Calvin and Barry got everything that you need. So sit back, relax, because we're starting the show. It's basketball at the bar, grab your drinks and let's go. Yeah, yeah. Grab a drink and let's go. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. Let's get it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.